Today's guest is Dr. Mark Salzberg. Dr. Salzberg is founder of STAT Health Walk-In Medical Centers with four locations on Long Island in the New York City area. Dr. Salzberg also serves as president of the board of directors of the Urgent Care Association of America, and he sits on the editorial board of the Journal of Urgent Care Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Salzberg. Thank you. I'd like to start out by asking you roughly what percentage of urgent care clinics are now owned by hospitals and health systems, and what does your association see as the future trend for this industry in terms of urgent care ownership? Uh, according to our last benchmark survey, which was done in the end of 2012, approximately 25% of urgent cares in this country are hospital-owned. Um, <clears throat> each state is a little different, uh, but we see a move uh, both towards more hospital ownership. The percentages may stay the same because we also are seeing uh, many new urgent care centers coming on by private physicians. So uh, both groups are uh, expanding. Okay, great. Well, how how do uh, independently owned urgent care clinics uh, compete with uh, deeper pocket hospital-owned facilities typically? Uh, great question. You know, <clears throat> hospitals usually put up urgent care centers to fend off private physician groups that are opening urgent care centers uh, to work as feeders to the hospital so that um, really a private physician group that opens up an urgent care center should do their, uh, their homework before they get into the marketplace. You want to have them look at the demographics of the area, what the competition is, what the local hospital situation is. You know, a hospital uh, in an area that has a hospital with a just terrific emergency department that's not overcrowded, uh, that uh, is able to care of minor, take care of minor care patients really quickly without overburdening their system may not be the market you want to be in. Uh, others, uh, other urgent cares are going to be set up where there's just no hospital around, and it won't matter because they'll be the only source of care for the community. Okay, thank you. Uh, how is the Affordable Care Act expected to affect operations uh, and or profitability of urgent care clinics? And for example, I'm thinking, will the formation and membership of health care exchanges in every state increase demand on urgent care clinics? Well, we think that overall health care in general is going to see an increase in demand. Um, you know, the numbers that are thrown around at 20 to 30 million people will suddenly have some form of uh, insurance that they never had, albeit it'll probably be at the Medicaid level reimbursement. I'm not sure how many urgent cares in this country will accept that form of payment, but we do know that um, it'll have an impact on hospital emergency departments, on free clinics that now will take the Medicaid patient, but particularly in hospitals. You know, these 20 to 30 million people that really had no access to health care other than out-of-pocket, we're reluctant and appropriately so to go to an emergency department for a sore throat uh, because of the extreme costs and no insurance. They can now do that. So my concern is that hospitals uh, are going to be overrun, uh, the emergency departments. Uh, the impact on urgent care is hard to say. Uh, we believe that uh, the more crowded emergency departments get, um, the less desirable it will be for the mid-level patient, and they will seek out urgent cares as an alternative. Well, with higher deductibles and co-pays uh, as well, do urgent care clinics uh, see a larger cash-paying population than, say, family practices? Well, I don't think so. You know, I don't have national statistics. I can comment on where we are in New York, and no, the answer is no. <clears throat> What's happened, though, however, to all practices, whether it's urgent care, family practice, internal medicine, I don't care what, is with higher deductibles, you know, 
two, three, four thousand dollar deductibles, um, there is an increase in the accounts receivable. Uh, patients come in, uh, they pay their twenty or thirty dollar copay, <clears throat> and uh, then get a bill because the two hundred dollar visit or one hundred fifty dollar visit or whatever the number was is not covered. Excuse me, is covered, but they haven't yet met the deductible. Um, it's then the practitioner's responsibility to go out and chase that money. So we are seeing an increase in accounts receivable. Uh, we are making an effort to inform patients up front uh, that their deductible has not been met and what their responsibilities will be once we see an explanation of benefits. But there's definitely a trend towards uh, that, that uh, growing accounts receivable. Oh, that's an interesting insight. I have one more question for you. Uh, increasingly, more patients seem to use urgent care clinics as their primary care offices. And I'm wondering if you see that as a predictable continuing trend or even a marketing strategy for some of the urgent care clinics that want those patients uh, longer term. It really depends on the urgent care clinic uh, or urgent care center. For example, ours in New York at Stat Health, we only utilize emergency medicine physicians. We don't use mid-level providers. So we really are geared to take care of that acute problem, the laceration, the fracture, the IV, dehydration, whatever. Uh, and we do not do primary care. We just don't do that. There are other urgent cares in this country that are owned by primary care physicians, family practice physicians, who do do primary care within their urgent care. Um, so it's really going to be uh, location dependent on how that works out. Uh, insurance companies um, are, are kind of caught in the middle in that when is a patient an urgent care patient at a higher reimbursement rate potentially versus a primary care patient, and how does that line get blurred? And that's something that the urgent care and the insurance companies are working out. 